0: As a speaker, minister, leader, coach, consultant, facilitator, Martha Creek is often described as having a spirit of innocence, playfulness, compassion, and generosity. All of which support her in being able to deliver a great deal of information in a profoundly simple, dynamic, personal, humorous and attainable way. The practices, exercises and experiences she offers invite participants to approach their inner work as an adventure with a sense of curiosity and wonder. Being a master of the art of right questioning, Martha in her workshops calls forth the most stubborn, self-defeating, and embedded patterns in participants with an invitation to a new reality. Martha's mission and vision is as concise and clear as she is. Go within or go without. Martha exemplifies Mother Teresa's principle, do little things with great love. We are so happy to welcome back to the platform Martha Creek. <laughs>
1: I believe that could be your bio. Thank you. I um, am often surprised to hear what's written about me. And it's humbling. It's also inspiring because my commitment is to live into that and to make that not just a theory or a concept to make it absolutely true. So, I get to get up every single day like you and kind of look at two ways it's going to go. Oh, can you believe it? Ain't it awful? Or, hey, what can I do about this? How can I relate to this differently? How can I actually apply the principles that we pray and preach and sing every single day to this interaction? And all oh, the allure to go here. You know what I mean? The ain't it awful? Let's all just do a minute of that. Just lift your right hand up. Lay it right on your forehead. Oh, 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 oh. this is the victim salute. (laughs) And there's a part of us that needs that. A part of us that just needs to have a little moment of misery. A little tantrum here and there. Like, oh, I've already done a lot about this. Oh, I've already given a lot to this. Oh, I've already tried this. Oh, oh. And then that's so addictive, see. And the brain scientists have proven this. That we get chemicals. We get spurts of chemicals through our brain and then through our body when we are offended. When we have tantrums. When we go, ah. There's some kind of high that comes from that. The same high that others get through chemicals, substance so this is very very addictive so it's no little thing that in any situation in any moment of time that we can put a pause in there to say hey oh the allure lead me not into the temptation of mind lead me not into these patterns lead me not into this old archaic way of being Deliver me, deliver me right here and right now, deliver me in this interaction, deliver me in this situation, deliver me in this circumstance to a new way of being. For thine is the power, for there is the power, for there is the power, for there is the glory, and for there is a freedom That until that moment, I have not realized what freedom is in making another choice. What liberation lies in interrupting that pattern and choosing again. So two paths, two paths in any situation. To keep in place, to keep bound to, and keep binding myself, and then binding the next generations into this old archaic way of being. Or choosing again, interrupting that pattern, being some sort of a circuit breaker, to say, no, nope. there's another way. There's another way, I've got an option here and I'm gonna exercise that option. And then the next child being born this afternoon is not born under the same worldview that we've been under for 2000 years. So then anything I do affects the whole. Everything I do affects the whole. Everything you do affects the whole if you believe in quantum theory or unity principles that says there is one power, one presence and we're all part of that organism so then there's nothing that I do either way if I go this way, it affects it too if I go this way, it affects it So it's no little thing to be able to put a pause in there. It's like my three Ps. Pause, presence myself, then proceed. Or pause, pray, if you pray, and proceed. And that little 3P formula makes a great deal of difference. An exponential amount of difference to interrupt this old, instinctual, hardwired, knee-jerk reactions that we have. That we've inherited and adapted to. To say, yeah, I've had just enough of that. I've suffered just enough from that. And I'm going to choose a different path today. Even if it requires me to slow down a little. If it requires me to practice a little. Even if it requires me to think again. Now when you start practicing this at home, the people in your home will think you're on a new medication. (laughs) Because they're pretty used to your reactivity and they know where your buttons are, have you noticed? Because then we install the buttons and then we give them the code to the buttons. So they'll be pushing the buttons and they're not wired anymore. Get a sense of what that would be like. If they're the same and the situations you're in are the same, and you're you're different you're more able to respond instead of react you're more able to think resourcefully like hmm what would a sane person do here instead of join the insanity or the drama or the anxiety, or the anger, or this cold, shut-down silence. All patterned ways of being with one another. So who can do it? Who can choose another path? Turn to somebody and say you know, I've suffered just enough from this. I can choose another path. Turn to somebody and tell them, you know, I can do this. I can choose another path. I can choose another way to be with this. Now get a sense of this in your body and you'll get to practice now before you leave here. Because even here today, something before you leave these premises won't suit you. And you, that'll be your first little pop quiz to say, Oh, or well, now, what was it that crazy Creek woman said? <laughs> there's another path for me, there's another option for me, and I have the right, the responsibility, and the grace to exercise it when suffering gets less alluring. How else could I approach this? So, when you came in, you got a card. It has a message just for you on the card. See what message you got. So let's see how we can start to practice this this morning. Can anybody share what your message is? Just shout it out if you can. Olga. Uh huh. What I seek outside myself is impossible. What I seek. Outside of myself is impossible. So, now get a sense of this when you're seeking them to appreciate you. If they would just appreciate me, they're not grateful after all I've done for them. <laughs> so, is the suffering in what they're doing or in my seeking? Is your suffering in what they're doing or not doing, or is your suffering in seeking something from them? This is good news. Because guess who can free you? Yeah, no more waiting that every time I catch myself seeking their love, seeking their approval, seeking their appreciation, stress. What if I stopped the seeking? So what if I gave myself the appreciation I'm wanting them to? What if you gave yourself the approval and the acknowledgement and the validation you're wanting them to give you. What would that be like? Get a sense of it in your body, of being free from that seeking. That your power is not split off and hinging on what someone else does or doesn't do anybody else what's your message the rains will come come. darn it oh and look what it did to my hair (laughs) and you see how we argue with the rain too much rain too little rain have you heard there's a drought have you heard there's a flood oh ain't it awful instead of like no it's included in life Life says there'll be drought and there'll be flood and everything in between. And if we keep making it awful, if I keep making it awful, who's suffering me? And then sometimes, you remember a time when you liked the rain? When you felt refreshed by it or enlivened by it? It was meaningful to you. It's like, oh, I love the rain. And then the next minute or the next day, it's like, darn this rain. This is so inconvenient. Now, what did any of that have to do with the rain? The rain's doing what the rain does. Who's creating my reality of the rain? This is basic unity. This is if I look up on a thing, whatever I call that thing, I will create an experience from that naming. I'll create an experience from that judgment of the rain. I'll create an experience of my excluding that. So if I look up on the rain and call it rain, what would I experience? If you look up on rain and call it rain, what would you experience with it? What is? If you look up on the rain and call it awful, what are you going to experience? You look up on the rain and call it trouble, what are you going to experience? This is good news. Where does all your power lie? In you, with you. So it's not just a theory that all the power in the universe resides in you. All the power to create a life experience that is more meaningful to you lies in you. To the degree that we stop naming things, anything past the first generation name, Right? Flat tire. Flat tire? (sighs) So how would you experience the flat tire if you simply called it flat tire? But what will this call it? What will this say about the flat tire? Awful terrible tragic inconvenient and then it always happens to me all my life I've had flat tires (laughs) nobody gets flat tires but me after all I've done and then the flat tire you know if you go out today and the flat tire's there and you just name it a flat tire What would happen to your energy? Because if we call it awful, we regress into the animalistic brain, the little reptilian brain that's a lizard-like brain, a snake-like brain that can only be reactive, mad, biting, or shut down, closed. Where we can be above the line in our brain to say hmm it's a flat tire what would be sane sensible action here who's got a jack who's got AAA? who knows about flat tires see it's infinite the possibilities are infinite for a solution here if we stay above the line and if we drop below the line it's like all the possibilities collapse and then we get the flat tire fixed and we drive off and the phone rings hey Martha how's your day what's Martha gonna say I had a flat tire did you hear it was awful it was awful and it was raining nobody there had a flat tire but me. It always happens to me. Then we go to our offices tomorrow. Hey, Martha, how was your weekend? Did you hear? <laughs> so then the flat tire is as over as it's ever going to be. And what do I keep recreating for myself? The misery of the flat tire. And then searching for people to commiserate with me. For something that's as over as it's ever gonna be. That I keep replaying it and replaying it and replaying it and wonder why I'm exhausted. And replay it and replay it and replay it and wonder why I'm depressed. Instead of like, hey, what's in front of me? That's enough to be with, that's enough to navigate. Any more messages? What'd you get on your card? June? Feel the, fear. Feel the fear. You know, some of us, and it's a misunderstanding of the teaching, but believe that you have an option about feeling fear. It's like, check to see if you have a pulse. Do that now. <laughs> and then if you have a pulse, you have fear. It goes with being human. It's part of the territory of being human in the human plane. We're going to have fear. We're going to have fear all the way to the grave. It's wired that way. And then there's the two paths. It's like I can have fear and fear not have me. So fear can be present. I can observe that fear is present and make a choice to do even what it's afraid of doing even in the face of fear what would sensible action look like here even with the fear what would move me toward my goal so it's not an absence of fear but in the presence of fear so then I'm not waiting till I'm not afraid to do something because it won't come The only people without fear are dead people. The only fear the only people without anxiety are dead people. This is why we look at them and say, Oh, they look so peaceful. (laughs) It's like, Well, there's a reason. This is over. Versus, what if we could have the sense of that peace now? And no waiting for death. No waiting for the transformation of that. But no, I'm going to practice a peace that passes understanding now. And I'm going to do it interaction by interaction and situation by situation and raindrop by raindrop and tire by tire and car by car and the look they give me and the tones they use and when they blame me and when they're fault-finding me, when they're criticizing me, when they're not appreciating me, in every interaction, to practice making another choice. For freedom's sake, for liberated living, and for making a contribution to conscious evolution. make a contribution to humanity, to the species, and to setting a course and a trajectory for the next 2,000 years that is not the same one we've had for the last 2,000 years. Are you in? Get a sense of it in your body. What that would be like. That clarity of mind, the two paths, and situation to situation, making a choice, a different choice. Old, painful way, newer, more conscious way, less painful. And close your eyes. As we open to this possibility, this time of meditation, we see clearly there are two roads. One road is labeled, it hurts. The other road is labeled, no hurt. So choose your path. And get a sense of being on the path and witnessing human suffering. The rains coming, the droughts, the floods, the fires, the earthquakes, the shootings, the whatever is included in humanity, whatever that's included in the lay of the land here in our human learning processes, and that that is the same, and you're different. You have had a transformation You have shed an old skin and you're freer of the allure to awful eyes. And you're conscious in the power you hold to create the causative nature of your mind. and how much more exciting that path is. An innovative you, an infinite you, an awake, wise you choosing again And now notice the path splits off again. And there's some allure to take the other path. (laughs) If they only loved me, if they would only apologize, if they only understood me, if they saw how much they hurt me, I want them to know how much they've hurt me. They owe me. Notice the allure of the old way. And then back up a little bit and look at the other path. One's painful one's peaceful. Make your choice. And then imagine living this way, situation by situation, Attitude by attitude, person by person, situation by situation that you hold and lean toward the path less traveled. Get a sense of this in your body and what it feels like. To be freer from those burdens, freer from the baggage, freer from the temptations of the old way. And atoned, aligned with, awake to. infinity of power and presence that is a new possibility.